Today's podcast is brought to you by Eat, Drink, Live Local. Local Cleveland business here, they're all about supporting and advocating for businesses, nonprofits, and local live music here in the Cleveland area. They do offer a $30 VIP card that includes a ton of special promotions and offers for all of their clients. Also, completely free to sign up as a business to be a part of this. And I personally think the best part is $10 VIP card purchase goes to a local nonprofit that changes every month. Please sign up. You can go to edllusa.com and check it out. I just don't understand, like, literally going unconscious. Like, I'm, I'm not talking about the people that accidentally black out. I'm talking about the people that literally, like, I'm going to go black out at the meeting line. The like, there are people that say that. I don't know if you've ran into them. I have run into them. Like, yeah, like, probably going to black out, like, in a bit. Like, you know, we have, like, a ticket to the Browns. And I'm like, did you hear what you just said? Did you hear what you just said? You're not going to – I mean, like, maybe that's a good thing. Like, you don't have to remember the game because, like, the outcomes haven't been that great since 99. So, it's like, you don't have to but remember But still, it. like, you got to go home. Welcome back to But Are You Happy with Roger Berry. I have a special guest today. Rocky River High School grad, Joey Kinsley, a.k.a. Sir Yacht. Big TikTok guy. Big, Big TikTok guy. TikTok guy. I, I never thought I'd be a TikTok guy, but here we are. Big TikTok guy. Um, he's verified on all the major platforms, um, and he is really one of the new favorites around Cleveland. I appreciate that. You, you said that, not me. Thank uh, you. You've done a lot, though. <laughs> I want to kind of start off with your life at the beginning, and then I want to get into how you got here. Mm. Grew up in Rocky River. Yep. Um, went to Rocky River High School. Do you have an opinion about the Rocky River High School scandal? Holy cow. Yeah, I forgot about that, dude. I uh, I just talked with Mr. P about that the other day. What did he say? I mean... Because he's not at River anymore, right? He No, he's at Black River. And he was telling me that he thinks... <laughs> he was at White River, now he's at no, Black I know, River. Right? <laughs> Shout out Mr. P. <laughs> so what did he say? He said... He doesn't agree with everybody getting fired. He thinks that one person should have got fired, and he's under the... He basically believes that the administration saw group text slamming the administration and therefore were like, okay, well, now we're going to get just get rid yeah. of all of you. Yeah, so I have my opinions on that. I mean, obviously, the, the teacher we know about that, that did it I should have been fired as he, as he was. And maybe like one or two other people were maybe should have got suspended. Or... about the teacher that did it? No. Neither was I. No. I mean, when somebody said like there was a scandal, I guessed it was him. Sadly. Um, but then, yes, a lot of the people that got fired, I, I completely disagree with. I've, I mean, I've seen them out in public, and they're just the greatest people. They're so nice. And, and I being in their situation, that it has to be difficult. Like, obviously, you have to do what's right. You have to do what's protocol and what you signed up for as a teacher. But I don't know if I don't know if people should have gotten – everybody should have gotten fired for that. I agree with, like, half of it. Yeah. I guess I, I agree. What with a that. wild thing that happened, dude! I never. You always like hear about stuff like that, and you're like, "Oh, well, that'll never happen here." Like that's what everybody thinks, and then like, boom, it just happens with people that you like were in classes with and like really enjoyed being around. That was it. Was sad. I could so and I feel so bad for the girl too, and everybody involved. I, I feel like that's the most important thing. I feel so bad for them. And the kicker is, Mr. P said this, and I have no idea if any of this is true. I didn't see the text, but he said there was no picture at all. Was he so he was there? No, he no, was he was gone. He was already gone. He was already gone. Then he had spoken to mm. I don't know a couple of different people there. I trust Mr. P. I do too. I do too, especially on that one. So you're a big basketball guy. You're six yes. six. I got to imagine that 
is shocking to a lot of people. Well, it's funny because a lot of my content, like I'm sitting down like we are right now, and uh, if I run into people in public, they're like, holy cow, you're so fucking tall. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And I, I tell, my, my cliche line I say is I'm tall for no reason, and they laugh, and then we like awkwardly leave. So yeah, um, yeah, it, it helps. It helped play college basketball, and it, it's, uh, it's a nice like icebreaker, I think. The Ohio Wesleyan deal, you were there. You graduated from there. I did. Um, you played all four years? Um, I played my final two years. I was really bad my freshman year, and then my sophomore year I injured my shoulder. So you were planning on going to the NBA, and then... Right, if I didn't hurt my shoulder, I would have gone to the NBA. That's what I'm saying. Bingo. Yeah, yeah. D3 okay. to the NBA, you know, it's a very common thing. You know, somebody from our school, uh, his name is Barry Clemens, he went... D three at Ohio Wesley and then played in the NBA for like I think like 10, 12 years. No fun. But that's like the, that's like what the year pl- was that? Uh, the eighties. It's probably like the plumber area, plumber plumber era. So I feel yes. like if you could have been a plumber or a milkman, you probably could have went. I hope he doesn't see us because he would kick my ass. <laughs> I was just gonna say they, they fight. They fight. Those eighties guys. They they would they wouldn't they wouldn't mind punching you. Dude, the eighties teams were wild. Like, Different basketball, wild. man. It's or like all, even nineties Pistons. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a it's a. It's a punch pack. It's just physical. Festive. Now it's like it's like finesse. I don't know. I can't even watch. So I there I can watch basketball. I cannot watch the Philadelphia Philadelphia Sixers play basketball. It is Harden and MB just looking for fouls, basically. I'm not a big Philly guy at all. No, I, no, I, I, for anything. Yeah, for anything. No, I mean just Me I hate their fans too. Dude, they're the worst. Worst fans. They're the worst. You so you're. You go to school, you graduate, you go to the corporate world. Is that correct? Yeah, I worked for a pyramid scheme out of college. Did you really? I didn't know it at the time, and then I learned what a pyramid scheme was when I wasn't there anymore. And I was like, oh, that's definitely a pyramid scheme. Was that something... You bought into it, obviously, but how long did it take you to go, hmm, this isn't it? Well, that was, yeah, it was really, really tough because they like there's like a not a promise but it's like oh if you put like these amount of hours in and get this many phone calls then you're going to get these many clients and you're going to make this amount of money and for you know a guy that doesn't really know anything about life coming out of college you know I want to make they're like how much money do you want to make this year and I was like I don't know like $100,000 and they're like yeah you could totally do that if you like do this I'm like oh sweet so like every day like I called like 50 60 people and then try to send meetings and stuff are like these that. cold calls or they warm leads warm leads and then also cold calls but mostly warm they wanted to be warm and i was terrible at my job i knew nothing about finances i didn't have any insurance products i couldn't afford anything there were days that dude i was sick i pretended to be sick so that because i couldn't afford to park downtown at work like i would valet instead at, at westwood country club because to make money because i wasn't making money that's wild it was a purely commission yeah purely commission um i had like three or four clients because my parents friends like felt bad and, and signed up and then one of my <laughs> clients was my one of my clients was my boss you know it's because he felt you, bad what do you Cause, well because they like oh, they wait, saw, your boss signed up yeah you. as well like got some insurance and then when i got when i ended up deciding to leave or we like mutually parted ways after like six seven months so what happens if you don't hold up if like the policy holders and hold a policy the entire year you have to pay it back so i owed a thousand dollars i didn't have and oh, like you gotta pay it back. Yeah, I have to pay it back. And I was like, Oh now, my god! If so, you if they hold it, you get the renewal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't work there anymore, but you, that's what it is. If you hold it for a year, you get the renewal. But if they, if they close, then you have to pay it back, which is like a crazy concept to think about. But dude, like from like a mental health side of things, man, like I just like when you don't when you work like fifty hours a week and you have you are making zero dollars, 
like you, mentally you just want to jump off a bridge and like i that was it was just it was rough man i'm glad i'm I, there are people there that like are very successful i'm very happy for them i still i still have my finances with them but i'm so happy i'm not there <laughs> was that the turning point for you because you got you got to imagine and i know how this is a lot of people and i know like when we're going we were going through school at least it was like they want you in this box right this yep. nine to five yeah box of bullshit i mean that's really what it is right it's like go throw away your dreams for mm-hmm. this little salary whatever the fuck it is or cold call these fucking people yeah. for us right um is it then when you were like i'm just gonna start doing content or were you doing content while you were working such a good question yeah so it's funny like especially both of us growing up and like going through the rocky river school system you're around just money and it's like it's true like it's a bubble. i heard it actually i heard the bubble from the guy that got fired from oh. river he would always call it the bubble yeah so I was like, I don't know what what, what he's talking about. This is not Rock River's not a bubble. And then you go to college, or at least you go wherever outside of the city, and you're like, oh yeah, this is a this is a bubble. There's a lot of money and things like that. So yeah, at that point, like I ended up I ended up working for a brewery just as like a sales intern for a few months, and then I was just like trying to figure out my life. I was valeting at Westwood on and off, and. Uh, I just wasn't making any money, and I was just like, we were putting out like music, like that was my dream at the time, was like to be a, a musician. Like I still would love to do that, but like obviously it's not my thing. I have a conversation with my friend. His name's Tom Ramone. I think your music's pretty good. Thank you, I appreciate it. It's 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 not it, it doesn't pay the bills right now, so maybe one day. But maybe the content day. does. Yeah, that's well, all that matters. We'll see. So my friend, like I'm just like we put out like a music video like ten days before Christmas, and like it just doesn't do as well as I thought. Like I thought it was gonna like blow up. Like just just thinking that in my head, and uh, my friend, he's like. I don't know, man. Like, maybe God's just, like, trying to put you, like, in another direction. I'm, like, I was just kind of just so frustrated. And then flash forward to New Year's Eve 2017 going into 2018. The Cleveland Browns go 0-16. Oh, yeah. My, my same friend, Tom Ramel, is, like, you need to make a rant, like, about this. Like, I think that's what you should do. And I was, like, I don't make videos. Like, I, I used to have a YouTube channel in high school that we deleted because, like, we would, it just was terrible. Um, and I was, like, I don't, I don't do that stuff. So, yeah. so he's, like, no, man, just, like, just like make a rant. I'm, like, all right, all right, I'll do that. So I'm making a rant for whatever reason, wake up the next day, New Year's Day 2018, like the, the first day of the year, and I get a bunch of texts from people like, dude, you're on SportsCenter Snapchat, like your video like goes off and stuff like that. I'm like, what the what the fuck? So it goes off on Twitter, I already knew that, and then like it just blew up when we woke up like 2018 New Year's Day. Like I was at my friend's house, like four or five of us, like best friends, and I was just like, all right, we're gonna start making content now. Like that's the move, I guess. And, and you're uh, a diehard Browns fan, so that's some real emotion too. Well, I always tell people like, I, you know, so the video is about the video is about because Hugh Jackson said the ha- former head coach of the Browns, he said if they went oh like one in fifteen again, he would jump in Lake Erie. Well, they didn't go one in fifteen, but they went zero oh, in sixteen. So like my my video was like I'm gonna scout locations on Lake Erie for him to jump in. That is and then like I just started screaming, yeah, dude, and I started making content uh, like once a week. Uh, after that, and I always tell people this. I'm the only. I think I'm the only person that has benefited from the Cleveland Browns going. Besides Baker Mayfield, from the Cleveland Browns going 0 16. Baker did. Baker Mayfield definitely benefited from the Browns going 0 16. So you, all, all that happens, and is that motivation now? Like I'm making more content. Like after this happened, dude is funny. So I see like this like Twitter post go off, and I didn't really post anywhere else. I saw a like a quote tweet. I think from. A St. Ed's kid uh, at St. Edward's High School, and he was like, this is the most cringe video I've ever seen. Like, never make content again. So I literally just didn't make another video for two weeks. I was just like, I was like, I had like thousands of retweets and likes, but I let like this one little comment 
kind of like just take me off my path. So I literally, I, I was like, all right, I can't, I can't pay attention to that stuff. And if I do, like, I can't let it like bring me down. So I verbally said to myself, like, I am not going to give one single fuck about what anybody thinks. And if I can do that, then I'm, I'll be okay. Like now don't be too high. Don't be too low type thing. And it was, it took a long time, but I'm pretty good. I get, there's a lot of hate that definitely comes with being a content creator and somebody that can be as polarizing as I am. It You're took, definitely intense. Yeah, no, 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 definitely. And some of it like is like real emotion. It's like so therapeutic because it's like, I'm just going to yell like on my camera. And then after that, I'm like, good. Yeah. But some of it like is, is played up to some of your skits and stuff like that. Cause I know like it'll, it'll do better online. But um, yeah, so it, it took a while for me to do that. I started making like one video a week for like four or five months about the Cavs because LeBron was still in town and then the Browns. And then, yeah, it just it kind of took on a, a life of its own on social media. Are the Browns going to keep Kevin Stefanski? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, he lives in Rocky River. He does live in Rocky River. It's kind of creepy that I know that. No, no, it's fa- I mean, that's it's just, just... It's just... It's that tangled town. Yeah, it's common house. Nice house. It's a, he's, he's, I heard he's a nice guy, too. So I, I wanted to work out for him. I would love for it, too. We'll see with the new defensive coordinator, Jim Schwartz. I have no idea. But I feel like every year I kind of give up. Like I, I like get sucked in and then I just like, it just falls flat on my face. So I'm not like getting my hopes up this year or anything like that. But I think he's, he's going to be the longest tenure coach the Browns have had in a very long time. His uh, fourth year. Which is wild. Which is insane to think about. But I, I hope it does work out. But man, I just, it doesn't look like it. I just it. remember the hype when he came from the, came from the Vikings and it was like, mm-hmm. this is the man. Yep. What do you think about Deshaun Watson? So I've got a take on this because he gets accused 26 girls yep. all this stuff yep um my take on this is there's no way 26 chicks banded Bro. together Bro. and then we're like bingo you know what i mean like i get like maybe one or two or like you know but 26 and i feel like if you're an average guy you're in jail. Oh yeah, yeah yeah i mean i and it's not something that i typically talk about just because like it's such a like I go to football, I go to sports to get away from that kind of stuff. Absolutely. And like the fact that we're talking about it, like and it's like mudded in sports, it's just like my goodness. But I was I was literally having this conversation with somebody the other day, and I was like, there's no way that 26 people came together and just like that would be the greatest conspiracy. Like hats off to you if you if that's what happened. But like you, like you said, I could see like one or two people jumping in and. and like or whatever and, and trying to just get money or like just yeah. extort or whatever. And I also I thought it was pretty weird that some of the victims went to the Houston Texans game were like, We're here and I'm like, why would you do that? Like that seems so like like it's over, you settled. Like but I will say like the majority of those people like there's no like way it happened. And for people like, well there's no proof it wasn't a criminal court, I'm like, Do you know how hard it is to prove something like that? It is basically he said, she said at that point, if there's twenty six people saying it And you settled. And you settled. I tend to, well, he's like, well, and then, but then it's like, oh, he settled. Like, just because he settled doesn't mean it's like, okay, so now we're moving the goal, the goalposts. That's what we're doing here. So it just sucks, man, because I love the Browns and I, I really didn't have any emotion for them this year. It just like every time, like, I, like when Jacoby was in, I was like, you know, really excited and stuff and like pulling for them. But, um, I typically, dude, I'm a nervous wreck. Like, literally, like, in my rants and my videos and stuff like that, that's me the entire game. Like, I'm freaking out. I'm sweating. But, like, this, like, when Deshaun was in, I just didn't have that emotion, man. And I'm kind of thankful I started this um, docuseries where I'm interviewing every, like, former Brown starting quarterback since 1999. so dope. Thanks. My agent gave me the idea. I can't take credit for it. But I basically, it, it allows me to be, like, a huge fan of the Browns and, like, 
be a historian of it and like learn a lot while also not having to worry about like the current climate because what whether you're on the you know you want Deshaun on the team you don't you're not really right. worried about all that stuff or, or you're against it's still something that we have to like like we have to deal with as Browns fans and obviously we're not the victims like that's the you know the most important thing but I just want to watch football and like every other team yeah. like dude we like that's what the Steelers had to deal with with Ben Roethlisberger and now like that that's years well that's what we have to deal with until he's gone and even after it's just like we didn't sign him I didn't I wasn't the one I making the call man like a fucking one or two year deal like a one year deal with a with a team option for the second i mean you haven't played yeah and you're and there was still no resolution at the time which is wild to think about right like you're just like 230 million dollar bet you know basically well you know what's the craziest thing too after watching the 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 games this this playoff so far is like i didn't like i'm not even trying to be a hater i'm trying to be a realist i generally don't know if they're going to be top three ever Mahomes is going to be good for the next decade. Burrow is going to be good for the next decade. Josh Allen's going to be good for the next decade. You got Herbert. You got Trevor Lawrence. You got a lot of guys in the AFC that are like like really really good. Like the quarterback play is amazing. And I don't are they going to have enough? They're going to have to make a lot of moves. Like they're going to have to make a ton of moves. They're going to have to this offseason. And like, if they're if the defense plays anywhere near like they did this year, well, we're never going to get anywhere. Yeah, I mean, I love Nick Chubb. I love Miles Garrett. I think they have like a solid like two to three year window of like their prime and Watson probably the same. So you got, let's say, you got two to three years to go win a Super Bowl. And if not, like, I don't care, like, if it's like, oh, well, we made the playoffs and lost the first round, division round. It's like, no, you made this trade to win a Super Bowl. And if you don't, it's a failure. Like, it just, it, it is a failure at that point because they sold their soul. They sold the PR. They sold the, oh, we're the good old Browns. We're America's team, you know, you know, the America's underdog at least. And now it's like, no, we're the Browns. We want to win. And we don't care about morals. We don't care about PR or any of that stuff. So we'll see. So we have a flip side to that, though, now. We have the Cavs, which are doing great. Yeah, right? Guardians, too. Love the, and the Guardians. Yeah, Cavs now. But you love the Cavs. Yeah. You go to the games. You do little challenges at the games. Where do you oh, yeah. get a lot of your ideas? Dude, I like when I'm like doing. Those are wild ideas. Like some of them, I'm like, where the fuck do you think about I, that? Like, I don't know, man. I uh, I do a lot like, of. At one time, you bathed in ketchup. Yeah, that was the worst idea for, ever had. How long? 12 hours. That's because the, Because the Browns beat the Steelers by 12 points, so it was like an hour for every time, every hour, <laughs> an hour for every point they won by. And it was six points until the final second because they recovered a touchdown in the end zone and it oh, went to 12. Bro. I was like, God bless it. Oh, fucking... I meant to tell you this. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, I was with Carter, my son, at the Jets game at the Browns. Oh, oh my. Dude. Is he okay? <laughs> you know. Is he okay? He is a little asshole sometimes because... He likes to root for teams. He likes anybody that I'm rooting for, he's rooting against. Wow. So, like, you know, big Lamar Jackson guy, and it's just a problem. So I don't really know what to do with him. I like Lamar. I'm just not going to root for him. Yeah, so I, I where these ideas kind of come from is I'm, I'm just, like, thinking when I'm – I do a lot of driving or I'm in the shower, like, just, like – sitting down or things like that I, I i do a lot of thinking i don't i don't really know where they come from i, I view a lot of content and i guess I, I do a lot of studying just trying to think like what would work what would be a good story and you just like throw shit at a wall until it sticks and or do you think it's a good idea so i i think of like so many ideas and then it kind of just like barrels down so that's like one thing i guess i learned from like that was positive from like a pyramid scheme type thing is like it's a numbers game. Like if you think of a bunch of things, you have a bunch of ideas. Like if I need, if I want to seek out brand deals or something like that, throw as many out as possible. You email, you think of as many ideas, and eventually, like, you get some good ideas, and you just got to execute on it. 
when you take brand deals or sponsorships or stuff like that, do you keep in mind, like, how do you approach that? Are you approaching that from this is the most money, so I'm going to take that? Or are you approaching it from the standpoint of like, well, I don't believe in that, even though that's a shit ton of money. I'm going to, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good question. So, I, fortunately, I have an agent right now as of the past, like, year, year and a half that kind of deals with all that. But when I was negotiating my own stuff, it was just like whatever comes in. I'm like, yeah, I need money. Like, I want to make this full time. Let's do it. And a lot of, of the, a lot of the money I was making, I was, um, how I was able to go full time. I, I got let go from my job in February of 2021 because of COVID. So I'm almost, we're almost coming up on two years of me being a full time content creator. So I, before that, I was monetizing my videos where I work with like visitors bureaus and, and chambers of commerce, like mostly in Ohio. And they would pay me to like make like a comedic promotional video. So I would like email like 50 people, like 50 towns, and just like I would get like five or 10 people that wanted to, you know, work on something. And then I would set those up and I would go down and travel and they'd pay for all my expenses and pay me. And I was making, at one point, making more money than like my job because um, I went part time. Long story short, I was on a, uh, I was on two seasons of Worst Cooks in America on Food Network. So I, I was forced to go part time, and then um, ended up getting fired. So I was like, "All right, I guess I'm gonna did go." Did you be get a f- fired because of the food? Or did no, it's because the <laughs> nobody during COVID, nobody wanted to. I was like in charge, of like getting sponsors for the site, and nobody wanted to sponsor the site. So um, I was like doing a bunch of marketing stuff, but I wasn't bringing in any money. I go full time in that. I'm making most of my money working with towns and stuff like that. And then the occasional like brand deal videos. So I made a video for the NFL draft. So you go to all these towns and you've been doing a bunch of traveling. What is your like favorite thing to do? I see the podcast. I see I see Johnny on there. Yeah, Johnny and my and twin. He yeah. is fucking hilarious. He's just like, I, there are a lot of people like, what is your twin brother like? I'm like, he's me on steroids. Like, if you gave me just like acid, except like he doesn't do drugs or anything like that, he just like, he doesn't his, need to. His brain, no, I don't even, I didn't <laughs> want to know what he'd be like on drugs. He just like, he's just a loose cannon, man. He's so cool. So, my favorite thing to do, I think, as, as, I just, I love like not focusing on one thing and doing a bunch of different things, but I think what I love doing is like, these uh, challenge videos that we do. So a lot of the things we've done, I've done for like, I've like biked the state of Ohio before. I've um, skied a marathon. Like I've had one of the marathon and cross country skis. I've been on a raft for 24 hours. I you were in a marathon. And, yeah, you did. I did see that. I went to 13 Cleveland's in 10 days. Uh, this weekend, I'm thinking I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a marathon in the wheelchair since I'm like injured right now. Dude, that's going to be extremely difficult to do. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. But it's... Uh, I just I love like putting myself through like these like really challenging moments because there's something satisfying about coming out on the other side and like creating that project and like the realism of like experiencing something that is like so hard and just like going through it because I've 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 gotten the bug of being like oh my god like I can bike from Cleveland to Cincinnati in four and a half days without training it's like it just like shows me like that anything is possible like literally the mental side of it is just, like the most important thing it's like so cliche but like if you can kind of pass through that like man like that's like that type of content that i've been working on is like the most rewarding stuff ever so i wanted to dive into that a little bit when yeah. you first started content creation or whatever it might be um i always say there's a lot of people that want the best for you but they don't necessarily believe in you does mm-hmm. that make sense oh yeah yeah so what was your experience with that, whether it was family, friends, good, bad, or both? I mean, I'm, I'm really curious because I know even starting my podcast, people are like, mm-hmm, whatever. No, exactly. You know? Yeah, I mean, everybody, everybody's, uh, 
a hater until you make it, and then they're, they're your best friend. Um, that's how it kind of works. Uh, just just fully tr- full transparency, most people weren't too supportive. It was like back in 2018 when I started, and like I wanted to make it a job. Like I, I started doing it as like a way for people to see my music, or like I was like, oh, maybe I can go be an actor because of like my content following or things like that. Like I didn't really know there was a career in it, but then I, I think like a few months in, I was like, oh, I could try to make a career out of this. My mom is pretty supportive. Like she's just, you know, typical mom. Like, you know, wants you to do well, wants you to be happy. I'm supposed to be a fourth generation dentist. So when I switched from- I'm glad you're not a dentist. I'd be terrible, dude. I'd be awful. So my, my dad is, a, he's, a, he's a great dentist and he does some great work and he's very passionate. And I think I just needed to find something that I was passionate about like like that. Cause he, I got like a really big work ethic from him. He's like, make sure you like you bring in money. Like you have a job. Like that's great that you're doing this. And like, I, I was like on all, all these articles and stuff and going viral online. He's like, he just didn't understand like that you could make money from that. Like right. it was just like some guy who was just like getting pressed. I'm like, no dad, like I can make money from this. I can make more money than I would at this job. He's like, he's like, all right, I'll believe him when I believe it. Like he always says that. And like I, I use that line too. So um, when I finally started to bring in some money and make it my full-time job, it even took him a little bit there, but he like apologized. He's like, I'm sorry. Like I finally understand what you were saying, like I just, it's something I never grew up with or was used to. So it was really cool to get that from him. Like he's, he wasn't just like a hater or anything. He just like, he thought what I did was cool, but he, you know, I'm, I say some like crazy shit and he's like, well, be careful. You like, you need to, you need to keep your job. You don't want to get fired. And like my bosses would say the same thing too. They'd be like, oh, you did that. Like you said that. I'm like, yeah, what the fuck's it to you? Yeah. That's what I want to do. I was a terrible employee, dude. I was so bad. Dude, me too. I was like, I'm like not a bad person, I think, but I'm not, um, like I just, I would work on stuff like a little bit, like pretend I'm busy and then like I would go to the, like my car and like make a rant or like, and then I would come back and like edit it and then I'm like, move the window over and then like pretend I was working. I mean, and that's, and that's, but that's how I experienced the same thing because for me, it's, sitting in an office and then being told what to do and running this process. Listen, I'm not opposed if it's my shit. Bingo. You know what I mean? Yep. But like, you want me to make you all this fucking money and you dangle this stupid little carrot in front of my face. Like, if somebody, anytime somebody's like, oh man, I make $100,000 a year, it's like, sweet, you make a livable wage. You know what I mean? Right now, yeah. Well, that's the thing too, is you're make, you're, let's say you're making like $100,000, you're making good money, it's like, I would much rather just enjoy what I do because you can put all your your heart and soul into it. And if you're working and you know bringing all this stuff in, but you're not reaping the benefits, and like let's say like you just have a salary, and like you're creating like in sales and marketing, like you're bringing in all this money, but then you're not seeing it. Like that's like deflating as fuck. Like unless you're like the boss, but like right now, like the content we do and like the brand deal stuff, like you know. I pay a percentage of my agent and then, you know, I make the rest of like the brand deals he brings in for me. And like, I used to work for a company in North Dakota as a content creator. So I was there like, North Dakota for I, I lived in North Dakota time, for like right? six months. Um, I just, I actually got let go from that. For some reason, every February I get fired. I don't know why. But at last year in February, I got fired because uh, we were just moving different directions. I think it was mostly because like they're paying me like a salary and like, it was, they would fly me around, like go to college and NFL games and make content. And it just like wasn't bringing in. What Money. a sick deal for you, though. It was fun. It was some it, sweet exposure. It Is was, that where the uh, Waldo outfit came out? No, dude. I did it here in 2019. I got. I, I went to a Indians game. I was, I was like, I knew the bleachers would be like, there'd be nobody there. And I was like, I have a Waldo costume. I always dress as him for Halloween. I was like, it's kind of funny just like to go there and like just dress as him and just like whatever. Just that's 
So I picked up my friend. He's like, "What the, f- what the fuck are you wearing?" I'm like, "It's you know, just whatever. It's my, it's my uh, jersey for today." So then, like Francisco Lindor, I guess like notices me, like Andre not, like he's like the reporter for like the sideline reporter basically, and then a couple other people. Like I was on Sports Center, I think. Yeah, I was on Sports Center. My girlfriend started to do it. So she, I, she had like a Waldo costume. Then we were like Sports Center. I'm gonna be networking a couple other things. It was just like kind of took on his life its own. So I think you go to four or five games, and like I'm like, all right, from now on, I guess like for the for the most part, any sporting I'm gonna go to, I dress as Waldo. So it's this kind of a thing. I love it. I think it's I think it's awesome. It's a good time, man. I've seen you on TV before Indians games. I like calling them the Indians still. I don't think it's racist, but I, I think uh, it, well, especially today, John Adams passed away, man. He was the uh, oh, he's man. the Indians drummer. So I felt good saying it today because I was like, I mean, it's just, it, it was the name. It was, it wasn't, it was a tribe. It wasn't the, it wasn't the Guardians until last year. Like it's just, even if you don't like it, like that's the, that's the name. And it, I do that think it's it. funny though. You like look back. Remember when it was Gund Arena and then it went to Quicken Loans? Or was, I'm not gonna fucking call it Quicken Loans. <laughs> and then everybody. The Q man. Yeah. The Q is so sick. <laughs> I like call. I mean, I I called it Gund Arena for a bit, but then when is the Q? So I'm like, like, all right, the yeah, Q's sick. But like the Jake. Like that's that's a great name. I, I'm I, progressive field's fine. Like that's that's fine with me. I you know, I mean like especially like people like like oh I don't like the Guardians name, but it's like it's kind of hard to not root for a team that like was a game like a couple of games away from like the AL ALD or ALCS and like in their first year like they were supposed to be in last place in the division. I'm like all right, the, you know I, the, it was a very cookie cutter name change, but I'm like I'm still gonna root for the team like this. No doubt yeah, about that. it's no hate there, and they're great. We have great owners, but I just don't think. Yeah, man, I thought the Spiders was the good name. Remember they? Had I wanted the Sliders. Time. I wanted the Sliders. Oh, so we already have Slider. I know. I know. No, that was just. No, it was about head. to be like for real. No, no, no that was not Sliders. Option, I was. I was trying to. That would have definitely come off racist to somebody. Somebody would have definitely. I think everything them. can at some point. We're just at that point in 2023. <laughs> oh, like everything's sure. racist. I've dogged the owners a lot, and I maybe this is a podcast to apologize for it because. Ever I know the payroll is small, like it is what it is. We got a small market, mid market team. We're not New York. We're not going to be Boston. They the farm system is amazing. They always for some reason like they'll trade away Corey Kluber, trade away all these guys, and then they'll just bring people back in. They'll the the talent, the scouting, like just the development of players is unbelievable. And for them to like compete this year, I mean last year was amazing. Like and who says who says they don't compete for a World Series this year. Like, especially, this could be Terry Francona's last year. Like, Don't say that. That's I know, so I'm worried. Sad. I'm worried. I'm That's worried. So sad. Dude, somebody yanked his scooter the other day. He I got know. it back, but... Yeah, he got it back in, like, six hours. What I think it was, like, an, like a, a citywide manhunt for it. Everyone's like, you mess with Terry Francona, you mess with us type thing. Yeah, dude, imagine being the person that yanked that scooter. You're probably like, oh, fuck. What an idiot. Yeah, he probably didn't know it was Terry's scooter. He's like, oh. You probably wouldn't have stolen otherwise. Um, Maybe. You go through an exceptional amount of content. You post a lot. What, I do. How often? Is this every day you're making content? So I should be. I, I'm really spontaneous. I don't really have a schedule. But I, I try to post. Like, what we do now is um, every platform is different. So, like, TikTok, like, might be different from Instagram. But I usually, I usually post, like, if it's, like, a short-form video, like, I'll post it on TikTok and Instagram at least. Maybe Twitter sometimes. So I try to post that like four or five times a week, something like super, um, super easy to make. So then I can focus my time more on these like bigger projects of like challenges and like interviewing people. Cause we have two YouTube channels now, one for interviewing quarterbacks and like interviews and then one for like making challenges and stuff like that. And that's where a lot of my time goes to. And then, so yeah, so we try to put out those as much as possible. 
And then we have like short form stuff. And then occasionally like I'll throw in like a rant about the Browns or something I'll throw on Twitter and then kind of just some other stuff. But yeah, I, I try to post as much as possible just so like I'm I'm not like a athlete or like celebrity that doesn't have to post. Like the reason people follow them is because they're a famous athlete or whatever. Like I, in order for me to like continue to grow and like bring in more brand deals and like make this thing as big as possible, like I have to like, I have to post consistently. Yeah, it's got to keep going. Yeah, so that's kind of my, my thing is like the, I, I try to get the quality up as much as possible, but like in terms of like short form and stuff, it's like quantity and then quality up for like these bigger like YouTube videos and yeah, the interviews like are insane they're awesome by the thank way you. I think you're doing a phenomenal job and I think your thank questions you. are amazing I wanted to talk to you about there was a call the other day and I wanted your take on this Lakers played the Celtics it's the end of the game uh, LeBron goes in drives left goes to the hoop Jason Tatum very obviously smashes him on the left hand apparently not that obvious it wasn't called so in your opinion is it beneficial for the league to be replaying those calls and i've got another replay question in regards to baseball as well but do you think it's beneficial for the game to say hey we can replay those calls and we can reverse those calls i think so i mean especially in the final two minutes like i don't think it should be the entire game like you should have your challenges but i I think like in the final two minutes like in game deciding calls you should 100 percent review those and that was the most the, the league literally called the Lakers when the game ended after overtime and was like, hey, we messed up. Like, that never happens when they call right after. Do you think referees should have to go to post Guantanamo Bay? They'd go to Guantanamo Bay, but to prison. let them go to, let them hit a post game interview before they go. I think that'd be sick. Wouldn't that be awesome just to, like, get any of those guys up there, right? I do feel bad. I mean, they, it's not like they're, like, making chump change. You know, those guys in the NFL and NBA are making, like, Two three hundred thousand dollars a year probably, which is yeah. like I mean to like be on the court and just like see some of the greatest games and see the greatest athletes play it and like you're calling the games like that's got to be such an awesome job. It's I mean be a lot of pressure. It is like this. I feel bad because that is a I dude. I used to referee college intramurals and you're having you're going against like fraternities that hate each other and like are just fouling each other. So like when, it's like the most obvious fouls and then they're like water foul. But then, like, you miss some stuff, dude, and it's, like, it's hard, man. I, but that doesn't stop me from, like, you know, saying my shit online about it. So, especially if they decide a game. You're, like, what the hell? But, yeah, I, I they should. Because that decided the game. They should be held accountable because they're really not. And I, I, I would like to see some interviews. Like, I, the only way I would feel bad is, like, athletes get paid millions and millions of dollars because of like their value but also like the media pressure and like having to answer the tough questions and things course, like that yeah. and the referees like don't get that money they do get good money though so i, I don't know i think it would be i think it would be cool to see them do it i though. just think at least like in those situations if there's any sort of controversial call you're able to sit there and say we want to sit down with him after the game and answer questions or whatever it might be well because- it's like the same thing with like if somebody makes a bad play at the end of a game, like the reporters go to his locker room and like and his locker and locker room, and that's that's what that's what they do. I'm all for it. Triple A baseball is now going to an electronic strike zone. No up. I like that a lot, and they're probably doing that to test it to see if it would work in the MLB. What do you like about it, and what or what if any? So they're, they're not going to have any umpires. Uh, behind the plate, from what I'm understanding, no, I don't know about the bases. I like the. I mean, I like the umpire. I just, I it's just like that's like baseball. It's like the tradition. Um, I just don't know. Like, there's so many calls. Like, you look on a screen, you're just like, how the hell did that person miss like that ball or strike? Um, and I, so I would be interested to see like 
if there's any errors or things like that, or if they're able to like, you know, get everything right. And, you know, because every, every fan of like a sports team, like it's such an easy thing to be like, Oh, like our team, like would have won if the ref didn't make this call. Like every, every sports fan hates refs. Like there's like, it's nobody's like, I love refs. It's like, no, it's like they, they, the ones that decided the game for us, they hate our team. They it's fixed. Like it's just, it's easy to do stuff like that. So if you eliminate all of that, what are these people going to say? You know, like, what am I going to say? What are people? So I, I'm interested to see how that Until works. Until the technology like yeah. fucks up one time or something. I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be cool too. I think it'd be great. I like the human error, but there's nothing more frustrating. It's great to talk about. It's great for drama. It's great for content. Well, but that's but that's a, actually an extremely interesting point. What the fuck is Stephen A. Smith going to talk about on Monday mornings? How accurate the score system was for the fifteenth week in a row? Like I don't know, dude. He's gonna guy. he's gonna go off on that. I I doubt it. That guy's way too intense for me. He's something, man. He's uh, I used to enjoy watching him because he's he's he is very very knowledgeable about basketball. It's just he's he's works very hard. I will say that, but he is a talking head at this point. Like he gets paid to create headlines and do all that stuff, throw the pot. He's making a lot. He's making like $12 million a year, but he's also working 18 hours a day, so he better be making that much money. Damn. I didn't know he was working like that. I, mean, I don't know if he's working 18. He like, he's on first take, and then he'll be on like shows in the afternoon, and then he'll like be on all these other like sports channels. Like NBA and TNT always makes fun of it. Like he's like working out, working for a dog. He like he put him on ESPN the Ocho, but then he's like at the game sometimes at night or like talking about it like late. It's just like when the fuck is it? When does he sleep? Yeah. No, I mean, you, you're not going to. There's no denying the guy's work ethic. Yeah, you know that's for sure, and his resume speaks for itself. It's always interesting to I see. Just, I can't stand him right now, though. I just, I don't know, man. I He's like, a I like lot. people that are like more authentic. They kind of just like not that you have to like just talk stats all the time, but but I like like Pat McAfee. I really enjoy because he just like he's not out here like grilling people or just like saying the same dumb questions or like stuff. Like it's not just like is LeBron the goat? Like is Tom Brady the goat? Like are the Cowboys going to be good in like eight months? It's like actual sports. But content. that's what the best part about podcasting is and creating videos is like, fuck ESPN. Fuck the news. Fuck all. I mean, don't get me wrong. You'll get great takes on there. You get a bunch of professional athletes on there. And the reason that you do is because they pay. But you get like Pat McAfee show. And you get real honest, blunt takes. Well, it's great too because it like lowers the barrier for entry. So like. If I wanted to, you know, have like a podcast like 15, 20 years ago, like, or like a show, like I'd have to go to broadcasting school. I have to go do all that stuff and play by people's rules. Pat McAfee does his own thing. He doesn't have to listen to anybody. He doesn't have to listen to like somebody in his ear from ESPN. He'd be like, no, you can't ask that. Like, you can't swear. Like, you can't do that stuff. And that's where you get the real, like, authentic content. And then you get people like Aaron Rodgers, who, you know, would never open up until he's on Pat McAfee's show and then he like basically just says whatever because he's comfortable and like Isn't he knows it wild? That, he knows that Pat's not going to twist his words like the media does for everything cuz that's it's all click generated now it's not like news it's it's entertainment and like just trying to get the most clicks but like I can't stand when a reporter is just like were you trying to make that play at the end of the game? Like, oh, you mean the play where I was trying to, f- like, we fucking lost because of <laughs> yeah, me? Like, no, like, actually, I wasn't. Like, those are the worst questions to, like, I just, it drives me nuts. When I could us. never work for a newsroom, only because there's no way I could possibly not just be like, this is what I'm going to say. Well, yeah, I feel or this like is it, my take on it. Yeah. Or reading off teleprompter, maybe that somebody else wrote. I get it in circum circumstances, but 
For the most part, dude. I mean, look at like Joe Rogan, right? Like that guy's got free reign and say whatever the fuck he wants. You know what he I mean? He had a Spotify deal. Yeah, like yeah. that dude could do anything he wants. Well, then, yeah, you have to jump through all the hoops and things like that. And it's not like I mean, I don't know how much like sports under anchors make. Like I'm sure Scott Van Pelt's doing pretty well, but a lot of these like people that work local or whatever report and stuff like that, they're not making that much. And like it's weird because like like newspaper print and print and stuff like that is like a dying thing. Like online, like it's it's. It's a tough business to go into, just like to, like you're working a lot and like not making a lot of money, I think. But uh, it's almost like it's the time to like go independent, do stuff like Pat McAfee, and then try to get brand deals out of that, and just. So I feel like that that's the best way. to that's go. That's the way to go. You've met a lot of people. I'm sure you've done a shit ton of networking. You have a big following. Um, who is not that anybody's necessarily a favorite over another? Who was like fuck? I met you, like, or I, I got to meet you finally. Have you had that moment yet, per Definitely, se? definitely. Um, I mean, it was cool meeting Baker Mayfield, like, a couple weeks ago. That was so random because he was he just happened to be at this bar that I was at. Cause Cheesecake he's, he's, Factory? What's that? The Cheesecake Factory? It was not the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> it was not the Cheesecake Factory. It was actually down the street from it, though, because that's where his place is. But he was moving stuff out. It was at Dover Gardens in Westlake, a uh, pretty cool spot. Yeah, so it was cool meeting him. I I was Liam Neeson's stand-in for a month in a, for a movie that they filmed in Cleveland. So I got to work with him every no, day for a month. That is fucking sweet. Coolest dude. So nice. Like he came up to me. He's like, "Hi, I'm Liam," and I'm like, "Yeah, I know. Like I'm Joey. Like, I know who you are. Yeah, yeah." I met Logan Paul a couple times. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Like just a bunch of random people. Like even these like quarterbacks I'm interviewing. It's like Tim Couch. Like it's kind of surreal. Just like these people I, I grew up rooting for. Um, but I would probably say uh, I probably say Liam Neeson has to take the cake because that's, that's just like just international like celebrity like it was just and just like couldn't have been more nice. That's awesome. That is the best too when you meet somebody and they're like actually kind yeah, of like, they're not a fucking asshole, not a douchebag. Yeah, and Logan too. Shout out Logan Paul. Yeah, that's right. Logan's really I mean good. He's in some hot water for a bit, but he uh, I, I I like him. Every time I've I've bumped into him, he's be he's, right. he's been nice. He's yeah. a Cleveland boy. Took it out of it. He is. Yeah. What's your? You know what? I was debating on asking you this, but I'm going to ask you. Cool. Um, well, you asked me about the Sean Watson already, so I feel like this question can't be. No, it can't be. You are an influencer. I am. Um, Allegedly. You know, it's got to be kind of hard to decide what you do and don't put on your platform sometimes, I'm sure. But you have guys like Andrew Tate who kind of say and do whatever, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I want your take on Andrew Tate. Do you agree with some of the stuff? Do you disagree? Because, like, I feel like it's hard to really lean either way. Because I agree with some of the stuff he says, but I think his approach is garbage. Well, and I think, I mean, this is taking out, like, the alleged, like, human trafficking and all that stuff. Like, obviously, I don't agree with that. But I think what's cool about social media is you get every opinion. Like, everybody has a megaphone, and you can be as loud. Like, it's usually, like, the craziest people that are loud. I do think some things he has said, and maybe a, a slither, are, like, at least thought-provoking. Like, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Huh. There are some things that are, like, he 100% says that are, like, just to generate... Like, he knows what he's doing. Like, he's generating attention. Like, he's going to get people to talk. Some things are, like... I think what he does is he mixes in like genuine like approaches to things and then also throws in like the crazy shit and that is he's to his credit like he's built up a following um with that so I don't typically agree with everything that he says but I mean that's the I'm not going to be like you know that's that's the thing about America or whatever or whatever like the internet is just like just because I don't agree with an opinion doesn't mean like you know I'm going to 
tell, say that guy should be off the internet type thing. Like even like the I'm almost like the yeah. Elon Musk approach where he's like. He like brought back Kanye, but then Kanye said some dumb shit. He's like, all right, gotta, I was like, all right, all right, yeah, Kanye's gotta go. Like he's like, dude, Kanye, you came back. Kanye is. He brought wild. you back, and then he said even dumber shit. And Elon's like, oh, I mean, you gotta go now. Like, I want to interview Kanye so bad. I do some weird shit to interview Kanye. He would, he would be. Interesting. I just feel like, man, he just is. He's just going off the deep end. If you want to talk about like a mental health kind of thing, like I don't know. Well, that's why you're pretty interesting though, because you. Um, despite going through the highs and lows and the mental struggles and all those things, I mean, you really did, man. You persevered. You came out on top. You continue to work. You have goals. You, you're you not just one-dimensional either where you're sitting there going, hey, I'm going to do you know, a fucking SpongeBob SquarePants draft one day, and then I'm going to do a different draft the next day and the next day, and that's all you have. You are doing interviews. You are doing um, podcasts. You are doing bits and skits. Yeah, and yeah. then on top of it, you're going out in the public and you're going um i mean you're a noticeable guy around town and you're fucking hard to miss at six six that's fair so i, I am, think i am kind of sticking out with being six six definitely yeah and you wear the where's waldo uniform that's yeah <laughs> no i'm like it's probably the tallest where's waldo ever it's like the coolest thing like getting recognized like people like saying like hey i love your content i love watching this stuff I even bet. people that don't like me dude like i like I'm like the fact that people like know who I am or like spend a portion of their day or however long it may be like like people are busy man there's a lot of content out there and the fact that people are choosing to watch mine whether they like it or not like that's just something I just like dreamed of since I was a kid or like at least like that when I found out content was a thing like I always wanted to be an entertainer that was the thing I thought it would be like music or maybe I'd try to be an actor or something like that but I found this role obviously because it's just been it's just such a fun thing for me to do and uh I'm I'm just so thankful. Like I want to grow it as much as possible, but like I never want to be like so like I never want to have like an ego to where like I I don't like talk to people or like I'm not appreciative or things right. like that. Like it's just the you have to recognize that like this would not happen without like a lot of people following me or like supporting me or even like the haters. Like the haters pay the bills too, man. Course, like man. that's just how it is. So you get any weird fans, like creepy fans? Definitely, definitely. And it's like there's a fine line of like like, do I block them or like, are they giving me some attention? Like, are they important to like push like stuff out? Um, even like haters, like I don't, I don't typically block people unless people they say like really, really weird stuff that like I'm like, all right, I don't even. Or like, like they have like three followers and like if they, if you have like thousands and thousands of people follow you or something like that or like you're someone like big that's like hating on me, like I'm not gonna block you because you're kind of just you're pushing my message to like an audience. Um, but if you have like two followers. And you're like hating on me every day. Like I'm gonna block you. So yeah, it's a fine line. I blame you at all. I would. I'd fucking block people too if that was the case. But like I typically just don't even look at my notifications that much anymore. Like on, at least on Twitter. Like Instagram and TikTok are pretty healthy. Twitter for the most part is a cesspool. Where do you think social media lands us in the next couple of years in regards to just like overall health? Like. Mm-hmm. People are spending. I have a I have a limit on mine now. That's I wish I did. That's, that's smart. So and you can like override it and everything. But once you get to the, <laughs> I would override. It. I know, dude. I would fucking override it every single <laughs> every time. time. I'm on it, and that's how I know because I was like hit it like override. in the like in the morning. I'm like, God, like well, dude, it. like try to limit yourself to like an hour a day. And what it'll do too is it'll do it to all your social media apps. Yeah, and you're sitting there you're like. Dude, I haven't fucking been on this at all. But in reality, you've been cruising through that shit for an hour, you know. And it's like active stuff. It's not like you just left the apps open. Dude, it's it's crazy because like 
Like you don't realize how much time. There's so much also. mindless scrolling of like that I'm on, and I try to. I really do try to limit it now. I'm really really bad at it though. But I do notice like like TikTok. I don't really go on as much anymore. Like I'll post stuff, and then like I'll try to hop off because like, dude, if like you just like continue to swipe, like you're on. Like I was on for like ten minutes last night. I was like, oh my god. Like, but you do amazing on social media because you had responded to a Mr. Beast tweet. Oh yeah, I, I put out a tweet saying like this is the best video he's ever made, and then he, he responded to it. I think it helped that I had a check mark on there that I paid for with Twitter Blue. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, everything else like I have, I have TikTok <laughs> and Instagram, but that one it was like I was like, well, if I'm gonna interview Browns, I love the authenticity of it. It's just that. easy, yeah, it's just easier for people to see it. So that's so I'm like, I'm like, I'll get clowned for people saying I have Twitter Blue, but like it, it genuinely does help. Like you stand out and like if i want to interview an athlete like they'll they'll see the tweet more likely than like if i didn't have it so i think it's worth it it's funny though because my agent like literally the day before was talking with like a twitter rep on getting me verified and then elon like puts that like fucking thing out i'm like oh my god is he charging right now for that or no that check is like the twitter blue like and be able to edit tweets stuff like that it's like eight dollars a month which like i don't you know I'm I mean, sure. it's worth it for you because it was bound to happen anyway. It's a high so noon downtown. Like, that's a high noon on West Six, dude. A high noon on West Six. That's uh, that's a seltzer anywhere, dude. That's like a that's like a half tall boy of blossom. Oh my god, you're right. That is you know like, what I mean. Like fifteen bucks. That's day. like and I pay it. I pay it every time. That's just the mixer and the cocktail at Blossom. I, I pay it, dude. I'm like I'm just I'm the idiot. that's just like yeah, you know. I'm just I'm here, dude. Blossom's great, but the problem, I love Blossom. I love Blossom too. I don't know if I go to Blossom because I like all the hot chicks at Blossom, That's or certainly, if I go for the music, or it's probably a combination. I would say a combination. I mean, when I was single, you know, that was a big thing there. I I think uh, the tailgating is really fun. Like, I love just bringing speakers of football. Like, we get a watermelon, some KFC chicken, and like fruit, and obviously the alcohol, and you just like listen to music and tailgate, and then like. Get a little buzz. We hire somebody to like drive us and then uh, go in and have a good time. You're it's a wild person if you're driving out of there drunk. You ever, yeah, I've never, never you know, tried I've that. Seen, I've seen people, I'm guilty of it, but people will like booze out of there and like there's nowhere to go, man. They throw up a DUI checkpoint and you're fucking done. It's like Browns games except you just have like two, two Browns games. hillbillies as well. It's literally just. Dude, if you, they did a DUI checkpoint. At Browns games, getting on the highway. I should put a tweet out like that next game. Getting week. on the fucking highway. How many DUIs? I'm gonna do put out a tweet week one. Like I'm hearing that the Cleveland Police is putting on oh, DUI checkpoints. Yes. I'm gonna get so much hate for it, but I think it'd be so funny, dude. Like, really, this like people that tailgate, like get in line like at the Muni lot. Like it's like people get there like at midnight before, and like I think it opens like four or five or something like that. Like I know it's like a problem. It's not just like. I don't know, but maybe, but there are people that literally like are like their goal is to black out like at the Muni lot. And I'm like, and they have like people. Some of them have tickets to the games. I'm like, like go go get fuck like go get drunk like go do your thing. But yeah. like, wh- why are you blacking out at eight a.m., nine a.m., ten a.m. like and not remembering the games? Like what's going on? People find that to be like socially acceptable simply because it's the Browns games, right? If you were doing anything else at fucking four or five o'clock in the morning drinking beer you're looked at as just a hardcore alcoholic right (laughs) that's fair and it's just it's not right and it's kind of it's sad in some ways but it's also very weirdly football tradition no i mean i I have no problem with people just like getting hammered and having a good time like if they're not like messing anybody's thing up like but i just don't understand like 
literally going unconscious. Like I'm, I'm not talking about the people that accidentally black out. I'm talking about the people that literally like I'm gonna go black out at the this meeting is line. The intent. Like there are people that say that. I don't know if you've ran into them. I have run into them. Like yeah, like probably gonna black out like in a bit. Like you know we have like a ticket to the Browns game. I'm like, did you hear what you just said? Did you hear what you just said? You're not gonna. I mean like maybe that's a good thing. Like you don't have to remember the game because like the outcomes haven't been that great since '99. So it's like you don't. Have but to still, it. like you gotta go home, right? Like and and who wants to get? I don't know, man. I don't like drinking when I gotta work the next day. I don't booze anymore simply because. Uh, I overindulged on another level over the summer. I was like doing coke and drinking like crazy. So looking at that kind of stuff now is like you don't realize what you're doing to yourself. You don't realize how you're ruining your life. Yeah. We've all been there, man, like blacking out and like just doing too much, whatever. And uh, it doesn't feel good. I mean, I broke my foot at my high school reunion because I slipped on ice like the night of that Arctic storm, like right before Christmas Eve. Yeah, so walk us through. I can't. I can't walk you through well, it. Well, no, you can't. Can <laughs> you can't. even live I literally me can't it? walk you through it. <laughs> I literally can't. Yeah, that wasn't the greatest way to say that. Was no, that was pretty good. I enjoyed that. I uh, like I like dark humor. That that's pretty me. good. So what happened? What the fuck happened? So you're at, you're at the reunion. 2012 Rocky River High School class reunion, and you're yeah, turning we're, it we're up. Yeah, we're at Vosh in, uh, in Lakewood. And, you guys uh, are a bunch of fucking posers. That's where we went. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't set it up. I just I was like, they, they told me where to go. I was like, let's do it. Um, yeah, no, it's a good spot. Yeah, I, I forgot you guys had it there. So we were there, and I had a good time. I was definitely drinking a lot. And we went across the street to West End, and uh, my dumbass is just like, I go to the counter, I'm like, 50 green tea shots, and uh, yeah, we, uh, I had probably five of them, and like, just kept drinking, like, it, it I mean, you know how it is, like, when you drink, like, uh, liquor and stuff, like, sometimes it hits you like a brick out of nowhere, like, you just, like, keep drinking, and then, I don't know, but I definitely, like, have had a problem of just, like, like, if I'm not drinking, like, seltzers or, like, beers and stuff, like, when I get the liquor involved, I definitely, like, abuse alcohol, and uh, I got pretty lucky that I didn't, like, hit my head or anything like that. Like, so I walked out of West End, and I, f- I just fell, I guess. I don't even remember it. Um, oh, you were real- you turned it up. Dude, yeah, if you fall outside of West End, did you know you were hurt, like, right away? No, dude, I woke up at noon the next day and had pain in my foot, and I was like, I guess I fell. Like, some of my, like, my mom was like, yeah, I guess I, you fell. I was like, what? You're like, oh, shit. So then I went to on Christmas Eve, dude, like 3 p.m. Went to the urgent care and they like I was put in like a cast and like give me a wheelchair and stuff like that. Like so my Christmas like was just and that like hits you like a brick too. Where you're like, is all that drinking worth it? Was like all those dumb decisions like now you're like gonna be out for like six to eight weeks, like two three like it's almost tough. like three months, dude. And I'm like damn, like I, the way I look at it now is like I've never gone out. And not that it's not fun, not that it's not great seeing people and stuff like that, but I've never gone out and woken up the next morning and been like, man, I'm better for that. No, I mean, I've definitely, there's definitely some good things. Like, I met my girlfriend that way, just being really, really drunk and stuff like that. But I mean, I mean, I probably would have met her, like, like, just get some confidence. I would have met her, like, if I had, like, two, three drinks. Like, I, I enjoy, like, going out and having, like, a couple drinks or maybe, like, three. And, like, I'm like, oh, I feel pretty good. Like, get hydrated, and then like, you're fine. The wake up the next day, you're, you're good. I do, I do never enjoy having like 15. Like, oh, 10. dude, it's the fucking worst. Well, then like, it doesn't even feel good in the moment, dude. You're out of control, and you just feel weird. You're like, I just want Taco Bell, and I want to go to bed, and then you like feel like a piece of shit because you ate Taco Bell, and you're like, yeah. The whole situation's not good. Although there are those levels of drunk that are a great time. I mean, there's no denying. There, oh no, I definitely. I mean, I, it's not like you know. There's more. There's more of that than the shitty part. If for you sure. do feel good, like it's not. It's not like like if I'd never had fun drinking, like I would. No one would do it. 
You know? No, of course not. So what, what for you is most important for your mental health on a regular basis, whether it's exercising? <laughs> I know that's a rough one right now. I do. I know I did upper body before today, so I've just started exercise again. That that definitely is like just sweating it out is great. Like I go boxing when I'm healthy three, four times a week, and that's okay. like better than therapy. I, I see a therapist twice a month. You know, I'm practicing Catholic. Like I, uh, I pray a lot, and uh, I think I have a pretty good relationship with, with God. I uh, try to, and that really kind of grounds me for like purpose of like when things happen. Easier said than done, like when adversity happens and things like that. But I really try to just like look at every day and just like be positive, be thankful for another day because there's just so many. I mean, we've seen a lot of people in your grade and my grade do that, like pass and like the it's family crazy. members that are past, and just like tomorrow is not promised, man. And get another day to like just. That's super cool something. that you're like in touch with your spiritual side. I try to do be. a little bit of everything. Yeah, I'm thankful my parents raised me like that. Like, and, and if you're not, like, it's, you know, whatever you're, I'm not like the person that's like, I think the bad, like, Christians or Catholics, whatever, get bad raps, they're like, oh, you have to be like this. And if you're right. not, like, I'm not like, like, whatever you want to, like, like believe in or support, like, if you, if I think if you're a good person, like, I'm going to, I want to hang out with you. I want to, like, I, I, yeah, I either way, it's not a big deal. I listen to Andy Stanley a lot. Yeah. He just is, like, more of that, like, modern type and real life situations. But it, it, just an interesting guy. But I think it's really cool that you incorporate that in your mental health. What are your goals? Like, what's what's next for Sir Yacht? Yeah, so we just started, like I said, we started another YouTube channel for, like, our challenge videos. So, like, now it's, like, sports on one and challenge on another because it's, like, YouTube is, like, you want to, like, I guess, like, you want to niche into, like, two different things. Like, you don't want to have too many things on one because some of the subscribers are, like, like oh, I, I want to watch these videos. I don't want to watch. I've seen comments like that. People are, like, make another channel for this. Yeah, like, why are you doing this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm, like, all right. So, I finally did it. Um, But... I think my, my big goal is just like as long as I can continue to make content and make and go bigger and bigger and make the videos that I want and like not have to worry about the finances, like that's not like a, a financial goal of any point, like then I'll I'm good. But also like I want to diversify my income and like make this like of this business that I have to like not just content but like we have like merchandise, like other businesses, I'm invested in things so like if one thing goes down, like TikTok, I feel like it's just going to go down at some point, man. Like, it just, it seems like that, Everybody, dude. there's something going through the, I think, there, is it the state? Yeah, so uh, government employees can't be on TikTok. Well, they're trying um, to ban it, like, all over. Yeah, so the Ohio Lottery, I have, like, a, a brand deal with, and I, I had to delete all my videos that we put up on about the Ohio Lottery. And they had to delete their account on TikTok. Why? So, uh, just, that you're not allowed to. So, it's just the community guidelines are like, nope. The the state of Ohio ruled said that oh Dewine or whoever said oh. that yeah made that made that proclamation so uh, yeah a lot of state employees are starting to not do that some states are doing that That's um, so my my goal is like if I can diversify like so I don't have to rely on TikTok I don't have to rely on this like if one thing goes down like I'm good um, that's my biggest thing is like creating this is like making this like more of a business so like and we need Sir Yacht merch. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually working on it right now, so we'll see. I saw, your, I saw your Instagram story, but I wanted to reinforce that I'm excited for that. Thanks. I was actually just texting merch. a graphic designer. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited about some things. So we're going to have a few designs, and then I've had merch before, but just I didn't, I didn't like this setup. Uh, but if, if I can like kind of do that and just like basically fund everything to where like I can you know, make content, have a great time, and then also like make an impact while I'm on Earth, like just help as many people as I can. Cause like I, don't know, I look at a guy like Mr. Beast, so like other people that are very th- philanthropic, and I'm like, that's just such an honorable thing. Like, there's something just about like helping somebody and like making somebody's day, like, or just like giving somebody a gift, and 
I think that provides me so much joy not to be like like from like a selfish aspect, but it's just like it feels good to help people and like I want 100%. I want other people to feel good too. So if I can do that like and make an impact here, like you know, that's like the dream too. You're definitely already making like a strong impact around here. I mean, I know you were feed the need at town hall. I see you around Cleveland all the time. You're Cleveland diehard. I mean I love it here, man. I love it here. You're not uh, Matt Shaver moving to Los Angeles. I know, right? What's going on? Yeah, yeah shout Charles, out Matt he's, Shaver. He's right now. I am happy for him. He's, he's going out there he's to like, dude, collaborate man. with other comedians and stuff like that, so I hope it works out for him. Um, dude, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if I could ever leave the city. Where are you going from here with Cleveland? Because Cleveland, you're, you're, you are Cleveland. I don't know if I am, but I, 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 the city has given me a Aren't lot. The, the state has given me a lot. <laughs> not me, but I appreciate that. Um I, I travel a lot. I think that helps. Like, I definitely get seasonal anxiety and depression. Like, especially now, like, it hits like a brick, dude. And, like, I'll get panic attacks and stuff like that, just to be completely honest. This stuff's hard. So, like, it's, I was just in Houston last week. I'll be in Louisiana next week. And, you know, I'll be in Florida at some point, too. And Nashville and all these other places. And uh, it's, it, I think it just, like, reaffirms, like, my appreciation for here. Like, I used to travel every two weeks back and forth last year to North Dakota and back. North Dakota, like, that. this is not winter. Like, North Dakota is, like, winter. Like, it'd be, like, negative 50 wind chill at night sometimes. Like, Fuck that. you're outside for a minute, you die. Yeah, there's nothing like, out thing. there either. Yeah, no, there's, there's no buildings or wind, whatever, to stop, or, or to trees or whatever to stop the wind. So I, I travel a lot, and that really helps me, like, when I come back here, I treat this as, like, my home base. Like, I, I love living here. I love the people. I love how it's so close to, like, a bunch of different cities. There's a lot to do here. The lake. Like, I just want to I want to live. My, my big goal is, to like, buy a house, knock it down. Like, knock a house down and, and build, like, my dream house on, like, that big, stinky lake. There's something about Lake Erie, man. I just I love it. I love looking out on it. There's nothing like Cleveland summers. You I know, agree. Yeah, winter, winter's summers. tough. Winter's tough. Spring, like, is not bad. I, I get, like, some seasonal stuff then. It's, like, weird. I want to do that, too. I'd really like to spend my winters in Los Angeles and spend my summers out here. Mine would be, my dream would be to have a condo in either Tampa or Savannah, Georgia. I love Savannah, Georgia. And then have, like, be here, like, spring, summer, fall. I love fall. Fall's oh. great. I love winter until Christmas. What's it's your favorite great. part about Savannah? I love Savannah, too. The open carrying. Um, oh, yeah, dude. Anywhere. Turn you just it up take, anywhere. Like, I a, forgot about you, like, that. A glass. I just, the people are, it's like, it's like Ohio in the South. Like, it's like Hilton Head and there, like, you run. You bump into. I bumped into so many people that are just like from here. That's so like funny. move there, and dude. I always get blown great. away by the stairs there. You know what I'm talking yeah. about going down because you're like because of how old they are. Oh, it's it's like the, one of the oldest cities in America. I love just the history of it, the ghost tours, like the, just like going out like and drinking and, and like it's it's just uh, it's really good people too. Like they're not. Like a lot of people, like you come to their town and like they hate tourists and stuff like that. People there like are great. Like I, I would love to live there. Southern like, people are just there. like most of the time kind. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and, like, like if you're people. in the deep south, like it's a little different. But like the the typical southern person, like is very very like warm and nice. And yeah, I, I enjoy that. I agree sure. with that. Where would you rate your happiness right now on a scale of one to ten? And if it's not a ten, what's your goal maybe this year to improve that for yourself? Dude, so, like, the past year, so last year, literally at this point, like, early, like, first or second day of February, I got let go from my job, and I was, like, so worried. I was, like, oh, my God, like, I went to go to this company in North Dakota. Dude, I literally drove 14, 15 hours. Like, I drove my car. I was going to move all the stuff to my apartment. My boss was, like, hey, like, we're going to have a conversation with you, like, 
And I was like, oh, cool. Maybe it's like a promotion or something like that. Like, I'll like move all my... It was a promotion. So I, I travel back. Wild. I fly back and forth every two months. But I was like, no, I'm going to drive this time. Like, I'll move all this stuff there. Like, I'll really commit to like being there. And then I got let go at like seven in the morning. My, I brought my brother too because he was going to... We're going to revamp our podcast and stuff. And he like let me... Get, I got fired. And I was like, why did I drive there, man? So like at that point, like I literally was walking outside. But he's, he's a good guy. Like, he's great. Like, he's the first... I'm the first person ever fired. So like, really good guy. So we... um. I go to my car at like seven thirty in the morning. He I'm fired, fired me. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. <laughs> he really is, though. I generally mean that. Like, I don't want to. I want to. Joey, you're fired. Thank him. you, sir. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much. That's why I said. I just did. I was. I, I thought it was a prank, dude. I was like looking around because it's like a content company. So I'm like, is this like a bit? Like, Are you fucking with me? Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's funny. And then I realized it wasn't. I'm like, oh. So I go back to the car. I'm like, God, like I'm broken right now. But like, I pray some good happens from this. And like, so. Get to long story. Get to your answer. Like I started making like the content like, I finally wanted to make, which is like these like I went to, I like, put out a tweet. I was like, all right, if this tweet gets ten thousand likes, I'm gonna go to thirteen cities named Cleveland in ten days, and I got ten thousand likes in ninety minutes. Oh wow! It's, it was up to like fifty eight thousand likes at one point. I think that's what it is now. In like the next day, and I was just like, okay, I'm gonna plan this ten day trip. Like maybe do it in a month or two, and then like it was like ten p.m. at night, and I was like, I'm gonna go tomorrow. I have 10 days. I literally have 10 days exactly. I'm, yeah. like, I'm just going to do it. Like, we'll figure it out. Like, I'll get a hotel. Like, whatever. I'm tired. the best way to do it. So, I did it. It was, like, the most life-changing thing. Like, my uh, agent calls me. He's like, hey, G Fuel wants to sponsor the trip, like, four days in. So, he, like, I had a GoFundMe that was going to, like, it was, like, $4,000. Like, I was just, like, that's all I need. And then G Fuel, like, it was, like, I think it was, like, a $15,000 brand deal that like, came in and, like, covered the all that stuff. So, instead that's of, like, taking though. all the money and I donated it to the uh, Greater Cleveland Food Bank. And I didn't donate, but the people at made the donations i just yeah but that's phenomenal i mean that's you know you're not that's what i mean like you do care about the city and i think that's so dope i love it man. i care about all the clevelands now man they're all dope cleveland mississippi has the grammy museum cleveland tennessee is right by chattanooga some pretty cool places uh but anyways i started making like all these long form videos like biking the state of ohio doing a marathon and skis like all these things like we ran out the mansfield reformatory and played hide and seek there in the world's most haunted prison like and there's just something like so rewarding about putting yourself out there, like wanting content, but also like creating these big projects. Like there's, I love the short form of TikTok and stuff like that, but like creating a big project or like putting yourself through like this challenge. Like I love that. I love interviewing people. So like right now, like this has been like the best year of my life so far, like in terms of like my professional stuff. Like yeah. I'm finally making money. Like I'm finally like saving up. I'm finally like feeling like I have a purpose here on earth. Not that I did before, but like you just self-confidence, self-esteem and stuff like that, you know? So I would say like right now, I think I'm like probably at, at like an eight or nine in terms That's of happiness. Awesome. And I'm super thankful because I recognize like not a lot of people get to do what they want to do. I recognize like a lot of people are held back by things. Like I'm just, I'm lucky. I just have a broken foot. Like I'm, I'll be good after this, you know, type thing. My family's great. I have a loving supporting girlfriend. Like, everybody's healthy you know it's I'm, I'm super blessed i'm super thankful and i think like in previous times like i would look at like stuff like oh i like i'm sitting down like i can't do anything like i got i got some hospital bills like i got this like I, there's some unknown like i don't know where i'm gonna live like my girlfriend like lives in louisiana like i live here like somebody's got to give like move to the other spot right. like and, and instead of that dude i'm just like we'll go day by day like and everything's been figured out to this point like everything's worked out so i'm just like super aware of that and uh yeah man and like it feels kind of good to say like i'm a because i i would tell people like oh, i'm about eight or nine like something like that but it's complete bullshit like now it's like genuinely like I that's feel so like, awesome feel to like, hear though because i feel like a lot of people do they're like yeah i'm good living the dream type thing how's it going living the dream yeah. and then they wake up in the morning and they go to this fucking shit job that they fucking hate 
that they're going to stay at for 20 years. They couldn't give a fuck about them if they left. Dude, I know or, so, you know yeah. what I mean? And that's that's where I was at. I have two stories about that. One, the, I know so many people that like worked for 40 years, like maybe have a great retirement, like a great life, but like sold their soul for 40 years, like hated what they do. And then I I, I went to this like in COVID, I, I lived down. Dude, imagine I, selling your soul for 40 years and getting like two G's a month. No, yeah. <laughs> like no, no. Imagine that, dude. You don't even, you don't even doing great, and you like hate your thing. I, I feel so bad for some people, but dude, I was down in, in Charlotte in 2020 and went to this like house on Lake Norman, and uh, most beautiful house I've ever been in, like on the water, just a magnificent pool, whatever. And this lady, she was like the head of surgery at like a hospital there in like the Charlotte area, like one of the biggest hospitals, and she got like a divorce, something like that. Like the husband was really weird. So he like moved out, like the two kids moved out cause they just like grew up, you know, they have like jobs and stuff like that. So I, uh, we're like, wow, this like has to be so cool. Like this house, like you have all this stuff. And she's like, I would trade all this in a heartbeat to be like eating pizza on the floor with my best friends after college, not having anything figured out, but having the time of my life. Cause she didn't have anything like in terms of like people around her. She was so lonely at the biggest house like I've ever been in beautiful backyard beautiful home and just like was miserable so in terms like that like that provided me with so much perspective to like i'm like she has all this money all the success and she's miserable and i'm like so i i really try to like be really present in the moment like i'm so thankful for another day i'm so thankful for like people around me i'm thankful i get to do what i want for a living um and that's why like i don't really have like financial goals i'm like if i can just like do this and like fund it and i have to worry about that type of stuff and like help people as much as I can. Like I'm living a good life, and I'm just excited because I I am always believing like manifesting stuff. Like I'm like I just believe things are gonna happen. I always did. Like I'm like I'm gonna have a job in content. I don't know how, but I'm gonna do it. And I I think I'm just I'm very thankful because I'm like I don't take no for an answer. I'm not like when people doubt me. Like I'm like challenge accepted, baby. Let's go yeah, do course. this thing. So I'm super thankful. Um, and I just know that this is gonna keep growing, and growing, and get bigger than I ever imagined. Um, just because I, I just believe in that type of stuff. Well, dude, thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having you me. are I'm always welcome you. on the podcast. I love chatting with you. Love chatting with you. Follow at Sir Yacht, please, on all the social media platforms. He also has a band, Maui Ski Club. I do. And so he's got some music out there. Sir Yacht really does it all. So um, thank you all for listening, and we will see you next time.